To be young, gifted and black. Amen. So, um, welcome to episode four, Sons. Who knew we'd make it this far? Well? We've really committed to things, haven't we, this year? We're very committed people. Last year, you couldn't even get me onto subscription service. I was renting someone else's Netflix, but. <laughs> 2019, I'm a committed girl. My friend, I used to, I think you're still rinsing someone's son's Netflix at this point. Yeah, I have rinsing someone's <laughs> son's Netflix. And it's a joint contract. <laughs> I'm his girlfriend, and therefore I get his Netflix. It's part of the cheeky privileges. Uh, you know what? I think I need to renegotiate the terms of my relationship. Yeah, renegotiate, man. There are many benefits to be had in this life. I know, right? James, guys. But then I have like four people on my Netflix, so I really can't. No, you're getting rinsed. I'm getting you're rinsed. You're the rinsed, Yeah. But then I used to rinse my other friend, Rowan. This is your weekly scheduled uh, shout out. You do have a roster of people to shout out, don't you? I know. Have they paid you? <laughs> I didn't know we expensive. Exp- expensive. I didn't know we had sponsorships like that. We used I wish. Be I wish I was. government names out. No, I said Rowan. I didn't say the full name. Come on. Um, but like, um, I wish they could sponsor us. I really should. Please do. give us money. Please. We've got, we've got food habits to upkeep. Yes. Yes. And do you know what time? Like every single night, I pray. Well, actually, not let me, not let, not let me. Oh, I can't do English today. Oh, thank God I'm African. That's justification. Um, what was I even saying? Every night, I yeah. pray for financial freedom. Amen. I pray that one day this podcast shall pay my rent. Mm. Not actually pay my rent, my whole mortgage. Mm. My whole mortgage. In Jesus' name. Amen. I receive it. I receive it as and well. And back to what we were talking about. No, I tap saying? into that anointing before you finish your prayer. Oh, okay. Come on. Yes. Receive, if you're listening, just say amen real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this podcast. For it, it shall open flourishing doors for us. Amen. We'll pay mortgage. Amen. We'll k- pay car finances. We'll got it. We'll have <laughs> finance at right payments. Outright. No finance. No leasing. We'll, not even mortgage. We'll pay Bali holiday. We'll pay cash. No credit card. No debit card. Cash money. Student loans. Cash money. Business will be started. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. What are we about? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's not solidified if we do. Fourth episode. Yes. <laughs> what are we doing today? We are doing a film review mm-hmm. about Nappy Ever After. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'd like to just say well done to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, the film and just TV industry has been lacking diversity for many years. Mm-hmm. And they've really championed um, black film, black TV. And, and kind of ensuring that people now see themselves more in the media. Mm-hmm. I can't speak about, like... Um, Asian representation because that's not me so I don't see that as much but definitely when it comes to mm, crazy black rich, filmmakers sorry to interject Oops, crazy sorry. rich Asians that was lit was I've it seen Netflix it. Um, it wasn't Netflix I think it was Amazon I might be wrong oh fair days but I'm loving but I've seen it I'm loving the representation it was absolutely beautiful it made me want to you know marry a crazy rich Asian I don't think you can say that. No, right? I can't. I don't think you can. No. Take that back. I disassociate with myself from Senzeni and this podcast. <laughs> if we ever get sued, <laughs> that's on you. I said, I want to marry. You know how Twitter is. I Lance said, said marry. When will you marry? When will you marry? When will you marry? Uh, the bane of my existence. Uh, it will no. happen. Wow. Okay. Uh, we need to marry edit. yourself. No. <laughs> 
somebody actually do that anyway chick let me let yeah i'll let you land yeah okay back to what we're talking about i'm gonna have to edit that bit out right because i ain't getting in um um Napoli and laughter. ever after. That's what we were discussing. So I'll just give you a quick synopsis for anybody who hasn't um, watched it before. Napoli ever after is about this successful black businesswoman, and mm-hmm. she's got real, not relaxed, straightened, mm-hmm. natural hair. Mm-hmm. She works in marketing. She's mm-hmm. super, just everyday fabulous woman that you want to be. The guys want her. The girls want to be like her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a boyfriend and he's like the perfect sort of six-pack muscle, good-looking, handsome dude. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up to her birthday and she's thinking, oh my God, we've been dating for quite a while. The last thing I need now is a husband and a baby. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the night before her birthday and he's organised like a big dinner for her. So her mum comes over to straighten her hair that mm-hmm. morning and they're basically discussing the game plan of their empire and the babies and everything. Mm-hmm. So she gets to dinner mm-hmm. and then he was like, what do I get the perfect woman? Mm-hmm. He pulls out a box and mm-hmm. it's earrings. And then he pulls out this even bigger box and it's a puppy. Mm-hmm. And she's so disappointed. She basically has a debrief with the girls and her mums. And she's like, why didn't he ask me to marry mm-hmm. him? And she basically ends up having a breakdown. Oh, I missed an important bit. Mm. So something happened with her mum, so her mum didn't come and do her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead she went to a salon and she was rude to the hairdresser's daughter. So instead, the daughter switched out conditioner for relaxer. Mm-hmm. A chunk of her hair falls out and she mm-hmm. basically loses it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you get me the best quality weave you can find. Mm-hmm. So she ends up going to dinner with the weave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything happens. She doesn't get engaged out the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one point that she just... I think the following night she ends up getting drunks and just shaves her whole head off. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really liked, and she actually shaved her head in real life, mm-hmm. which I thought was like super cool. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to work, she's super self-conscious, she, she's lost all her confidence because she's lost her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the she ends up going back to the hairdresser and then they fall in love, yada, yada, yada. Man embraces her because he's now in love with her natural hair. Mm-hmm. They start a business together. Mm-hmm. Um, over. Um, so... I'd we'll go do ratings first. I would rate it like a six out of ten. The issues it tried to identify were good. Mm-hmm. I just felt as though it was a bit expected. Mm-hmm. The plot lines were a bit simple. I kind of knew what was coming. Mm. In that sense, what about you? No, but like, um, I would rate it five out of ten. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go higher than me. No. Okay. Um, because, I don't know, personally, I personally have um, natural hair, and me shaving my hair, it wasn't that experience of like, oh, um, I never placed that much significance and value in my mm. chemically straightened hair then. Mm. Um, I, like, I don't place my value in on my hair. Yeah. I like to have it nice from time to time, but like, it does not hold that much significance to you to me um going back to the film um i would rate it rate it a five because i feel like um if she wasn't identifying herself in her hair she was identifying herself in a man and then Mm. if that was not the original fiance maybe the naturalist guy or um her mom as well her identity was found upon like she could not stand hand on heart by herself independently but then at the end of the film she doesn't um think she doesn't go with a guy actually she goes into working independently um no she ends up with a hairdresser no they got into a marketing thing 
right? Although it's a business deal. Too. Yeah, it's a business deal, but it, it it's it's left up in air to say actually are they back together oh, or not? Okay. Because she does get back with the fiance and the fia- and the the original guy. Trash. And, and then he proposes to her, and then he even tells her, "Oh, can you wear your hair a bit straight out of the short Trash. hair?" Trash. And I was like, Rah. "Trash." Imagine a whole me telling me uh, what to do. A whole man with his big long trot. <sighs> tell me, straighten my hair for my for you. It's for your happy. parents. Imagine, never me. Um, I can. I feel as though it's very different. The African experience versus African American experience. experience. Yeah. I think are two very different things. So I feel as though. Um, I've had the African. My mum always relaxed my hair just mm-hmm. because she did not have the time to maintain it. Yeah. And in fairness, like African hair, especially mine, it is rough. Like it's time and love and effort. Like mm-hmm. God created it in a way that like love needs to be put into that. Otherwise, yeah. it's not gonna happen. So she did it just sheerly because she had like a lack of time. Mm-hmm. And if your mum's like working long hours, she's the last thing she wants is to come and be braiding someone's hair for like half an hour mm-hmm. before bed. Mm-hmm. So I totally get why she's done it. But I think the African-American experience is so ingrained in that kind of European look of wanting to have a straight hair and therefore yeah. your features are now defined as more beautiful mm-hmm. because you have qualities that look like Europeans. Mm-hmm. And in an African sense, we're just all black. Mm-hmm. Like... If you're ugly, you're ugly. If you're cute, you're cute. <laughs> There's no kind of European aesthetic to kind of try to achieve. Like, your blackness is your blackness. Your blackness is enough. <laughs> literally, like, th- people like Ducky, like, you're seeing some, like, dark girls come from, like, Sudan areas, and they are gorgeous. Like, their skin, like, it bangs. Mm-hmm. Like, it bangs so hard, their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel so, yeah, in this context, I get what you mean about, like, attachment to hair. Yeah. I think because it was an African-American ex- um, interpretation there was such a deep connection which we don't identify with yeah like um, I remember in primary school because I did primary school back at home mm-hmm. um, in just last time I birth country yeah yeah, in Zimbabwe um, everyone does fraud there yeah <laughs> um, like um, in Zimbabwe and I remember in primary school I wasn't allowed to have my hair chemically relaxed Genuinely, I had to have natural hair, mm. and then in high school for have a brief period, I think I did have my hair chemically relaxed, but um, I was always within my childhood like fluctuating be- between having natural hair and chemically relaxed, and then when I moved over here in the UK, I moved when I was like thirteen, and I had it chemically relaxed, but most of the time I would have protective styling, mm-hmm. so I have box braids. braids. Yeah, my mom used to braid my hair all the time. Um, she still does. Shout out to mum for that one. Thank you. You saved me a lot of Saving money. Saving money. Uh-huh. You don't even know. Like a whole Oof. 50 pounds. That's know. cheap. Oof. Yeah, I need to do better in appreciating her as my hairdresser. Anyway, um, and when I think, when I became, when I turned 17, I mm-hmm. think I just, I, I started like, I think I started exploring a lot more into black culture yeah. and who I am because when growing up I was surrounded by like I went to like strictly African to like a, a, a hugely um, white area in my child like in my teenage years mm-hmm. where I was the only black girl in high school and so basically I couldn't do anything wrong with that um, into basically when I was turned in when I was around more African friends and then started um, seeing things like Black Girls Rock on BT and um you know, like exploring Lauren Hill, falling in love, seeing all those incredible black women mm-hmm. um, in pop culture, then I was like, actually, my hair doesn't have to be chemically straightened because who cares? Like, who cares? And um, I asked my dad to shave it when I was learning. Oh, and amazing. I never looked back. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Shaving your hair is like one of the most liberating things because your hair grows so healthy. Mm -hmm. And oh, I miss it, man. Mm -hmm. I've been doing um not hair infinity, yeah. but like um Holland and Barrett's versions. Like yeah. my hairdresser saying like my hair's um much healthier because I feel as though I've been relaxing my hair mm -hmm. or mum was relaxing my hair for so long that like it's burnt my scalp so it's yeah. just naturally like more dry. Mm -hmm. So apparently those pills are helping because like yeah. it's giving me the vitamins I need ish. Yeah. But yeah. Um, are we doing hair history, is that? History. Well, that was my hair history. Hair history. <laughs> my hair history. So, um, I used to have it, like, quite natural as, like, a child. Mm -hmm. I think when it, we came to England, like, mm -hmm. just working life and everything was such a stress that my mum used to, like, mm -hmm. um, relax it. And it would kind of be straight, but my hair is, like, African through and through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, there is black all the way down to the bone marrow. Mm -hmm. That's how I describe it. So even when you relaxed it, it still had like a little bit of kink frizz to it. Mm -hmm. So um, it got to a point that I went completely natural. And one day I went to the hairdressers. Mm -hmm. I just wanted her to like straighten it with a iron and then like do a bob cut in it because I'd seen it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think she just it wasn't up for it. So she managed to convince me to straighten my hair. Mm -hmm. And then it happened and then she did it and I completely hated it. Like my mum and dad was like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those things that you can't go back on like mm -hmm. once you've done it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was at one point in sixth form, I was like, oh, I'm really over it. Like my hair grows at dodgy lengths, like in certain patches as well. Mm -hmm. I think just because of how long I've been relaxing it for. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, let me just shave it all off and I'll start again. Yeah. So I cut it all off and my dad's like, oh, it looks amazing. Like, mm -hmm. it's one of the happiest you'd seen him. Because mm -hmm. he was just like, oh my God, all like the indoctrination with like Lauren Hill and Black Girls Rock because it actually mm -hmm. worked. And she's now embraced it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, this is the best like it has ever been because like you're truly embracing your face. Mm -hmm. Because when you have no hair, there's nothing really to mask who no. you are. Yeah. You just have to kind of be confident and rocking yeah. it. So I feel like everybody should kind of cut their hair once just kind of release that barrier that we all kind of have. Um, how old were you when you cut your hair? The so like, like final whatever time? I feel it was like 16 was my first big chop. Yeah. And then, so just before sixth form, mm -hmm. I started growing it out again. And then for the past like, how long have I been? Two years, three years, I just kind of like grow a bit. Mm -hmm. And it gets to that weird middle end, I'm like, no, let me start again. Mm -hmm. So I just shave my head off again. Yeah. So I really, I feel as if I could do a transition between like having my short hair mm -hmm. and having like, like a nice little puff because mm -hmm. I don't I don't know I feel so like when I have my short hair it really suits my face so I kind of really enjoy it mm -hmm. but then as well like just kind of cutting my hair like I do it myself so I know it's never that even mm -hmm. so then I have to start going I have to find a barber and everything well I'll connect you to the best barbers oh no he's opposite church man he does all the footballers no not him sorry even though I take my brother there um, you're actually rude yeah. how do um, you not giving respect to your own for this mm. I, I want to keep it in the family. I'll tell you who does hair in church. Keep it in the family. Yeah, like in I church like family. How work my scalp is actually? Are these No, you know he, he he's a lovely lad. Um, see the thing is like, I feel like because I cut my hair when I was seventeen, so that's when I was coming into womanhood, and uh, don't touch my hair. And that's the everyone don't touch your hair. Oh gosh, please don't. I like, am not a just, no. The braids, you might no. have not seen them. Mm -mm. I am not your educator. Mm -mm. I am not your liberator. Mm -mm. Like when I see you, do I touch your hair? No. I don't know you like that. Don't it's touch like, my oh, hair. Oh, this is nice, and mm. you just start stroking me. I'm like, like Who no. Are you Invading my personal space. Yeah, like, ew. I paid good money for your dusty hands. Ugh. 
the inside of your fingernails are dirty as well and mm-hmm. like, don't touch me like if I don't know you, you're like that keep your hands to yourself don't touch me if I know you're like that I like my head stroked and you know who you are the, they, there's a few selected people who wow. can do that well, and they know was, who they are who they are that was very seductive <laughs> Hello, you, baby. You, you know that can go you from you know Mister he knows himself to Lauren. <laughs> that's that's a huge gap in between. I know. Someone said. Someone said. Yeah. Someone said. Yeah. To wow. Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but like, what was he gonna say? Like when I cut my hair sewn in, I think I had time to actually look at my face. Yeah. And um, realize that actually I am pretty. I am beautiful yeah. with or without hair. Like this, this is what I always tell people. They're like, "Oh my God, you change your hair so often." I'm like, "Look at my face, don't look at my hair," because I change my hair so often that if you really, really, truly want to see or know that it is me, just look at my face. Yeah. Um, I've known people who've like walked past me, didn't even acknowledge my existence because I changed my hairstyle, and then when they clocked who I was, they were like, "Oh my God, I didn't even see if it was you." And I was like, "Yeah." Because in your identity, you just place this hairstyle and you think that this is me. No. Mm. Like, look at my face. This is what I have. What I uh, I've been blessed with. Hello. Thank you, Jesus, for that one. Um, and just re- remember this. Mm. Don't remember the hair because the hair can change at any given moment in time. Every week, every month. Yeah. If I have the time and energy to do uh, so. If I have the finances, that's the bigger thing for me. But I find, like, a really nice hairdresser. I'm not telling anybody because, like, she's mine now. You have to keep your plugs exclusive. Okay. I don't care. I need her availability to be wide. Yeah, to me, it's like uh, my family. I just trust my family with my hair. I first know my mum ain't gifted. That. That's one thing that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. I want my to be able to do my children's hair. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, that's saving me finances. Oh, yeah. That's saving myself. The amount my mum has sacrificed just to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. And we've left some dusty braids in at some point because we just couldn't be bothered redoing mm-hmm. them. So. Yeah, I need to learn how to do my child's hair. I might have but to do it depends on what my child is as well. Well, if it's a baby boy, you can have it. They no, can have I'm talking hair. about ethnicity makeup. Either way, it's gonna you have Afro hair. Yeah, but I feel as though mixed race hair is definitely much easier to comb. It is, sense. but still needs the upkeep. Like I've seen mixed race girl, they mixed race girls, they're all boys sometimes. Um, they have similar experiences in regards of hair. It may be maybe more um, accessible, hair. yeah, or accessible products. However, um, I don't know, like the time wise will be the same. Yeah, but I'm thinking about you can still people braid. who I'm like braiding my hair. Mm-hmm. Like I have to blow dry it out first. Yeah, otherwise it's more thick than everything. Yeah, but um, it actually depends on the thickness. But I've just seen that. If it's much more mixed race because the curls are less tight, yeah. it's just less thick. So I'd always do like a full on um, corners going back because I feel as though that's just the easiest yes. to keep for like a few days and you can take it out. So see, I just know from my hair, mine's see, just an absolute mission. See, um, I don't have loose curls. Um, I think they're like 4B or something. I don't know, whatever the categories are. 4C. 4C or whatever. Well, you know, you know better than I do, but I um, do my research. Yeah. When you go natural, there's some investigation you have to do before I commit to that lifestyle. Well, I feel like my little sister did that as well. Um, she knows my hair better than I do as well, and um, so I've been blessed with the fact. Basically, I just braid my hair the way Travis Scott does his, or um, what's his name, ASAP Rocky, um, the rapper. Like you know how those those little braids, and then just. Ah! Like, yeah, yeah. like easy. yeah, like it's I do easy, that, yeah. like I do that before I go to bed, and then I and then like put um deep conditioner when I'm braiding it, like coming out braiding oh, braiding it out, and then um unravel it in the morning, and then I have my afro. Oh my god! Oh, 
natural hair man it would be times where, like you've just come home from somewhere mm-hmm. i want to go to bed but you know the travesty you go to wake up to in the morning and it depends sometimes i'd want like a really nice tight curl mm-hmm. so i'd have to use smaller like sections mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff um mm-hmm. i just don't want that life anymore I <laughs> when i had my short hair i had my little foam roller in the morning spray with water mm-hmm. spray with get some um just moisturizer in mm-hmm. and a little bit of coconut oil to have the, your lock liquid oil cream mm-hmm. the acronyms when it comes to natural hair oh my god you liquid oil cream and then you'd have um what was it po so pre-wash mm-hmm. oil post in my my god it should be an education though i'm joking so you, you should get a degree in natural hair the amount of investigation i did before i cut my hair off but short hair oh, it was so easy i'd oh, i miss it man and then my little foam rollers they'd be all cute mm-hmm. oh I'd be looking like some sort of like 80s poetic justice vibes going on. Oh, Just snapping for no, chicken. <laughs> I actually have to go back to summer so I can sh- I need to get, it needs to be summer so I can shave my head again. Because a shaved head does not help in the winter. Oh God, no. That, that's no. literally why I put um, crochet braids in to keep myself warm. Oh. If you have crochet braids, guys, you don't have to pay for heating. Just wrap yourself in your hair. That is true. That could work. That is um, true. What were we even talking about? Hair. Instead of Napoleon. Oh, after. Come yeah. On. Hair story. So, yeah, that's our hair history. So, so, should we talk about some of the themes that we saw? Yeah, like identity. I think identity plays such a huge value on that film. Um, like, what was I going to say? Like, um, her mum, the main character's mum, um, believe that her daughter was a representation of her as mm-hmm. a person and of how well she was doing as a mother and yeah. um, and that meant she had to be proper and prim and that because she's proper and prim that means she's doing a good job as a mom like that's the standard and the value that she placed on herself and on her child yeah um, do you agree with that or yes I find it very odd like we saw that like her father was very supportive of her yeah like, when she had her natural hair. Yeah. So I think there's a lineage when it comes to African American women. Because mm-hmm. I feel as though this isn't an African no. black woman issue. Because when no. I saw my mum and dad, my mum used to have her hair like shaved off all the time mm-hmm. in all the pictures. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was ever a thing. But I think as well in Africa, mm-hmm. um, like let's say for example, both my mum and dad went to a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So it was just a natural thing that all girls would have hair shaved because mm-hmm. one, it's the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. When you have like 15 minutes to shine and get ready for school, it's mm-hmm. the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. So short hair has always been something s- super widely accepted in mm-hmm. African culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think long hair has ever been a thing. Healthy hair has been a thing. But mm-hmm. I think due to social media and kind of westernization, mm-hmm. we've kind of now starting to place this value of long hair as beautiful hair. Yeah, like long straight hair. I think um, growing up, I started to see the integration of like European standards, stand, standards of beauty um, going into African culture. And um, like, for example, um, even colorism within African within Africa which is quite ironic it's not a thing to start off with it wasn't a thing but like I know within my family it's a thing mm. and it's so bad like it really is bad because I try and call it out on um, relatives and things and like people say oh yeah dark skin like he's pretty for a dark skin person or she's pretty for a dark skin girl <laughs> and I'm like no she's pretty that. that's it yeah like that's it I'm like you're black we're all different shades of black mm. it doesn't matter um I, I still see beauty like for example my grandma she's a very very um, light-skinned woman mm-hmm. therefore not 
came into like um like consequently my mom i think i've said that correctly i may have not um my mom is i wouldn't say light skin but she's like lighter shade of brown yeah and then i've adopted like i am a replication of my mother's dna basically mm-hmm. you see me and my mom just looks like the same person yeah. you can tell that i'm a child um but if i was to do the sandpaper bag test oh, i feel that's like so i would fade it i don't think i i, I don't think i'm light skin yeah, no, I'm I feel medium like brown. When people say light skin, I always just think mixed race. Yeah. That's what they're trying to say. Because I feel as though now society, we're starting to now maneuver to just looking racially ambiguous. Uh, yes. Is now the highest Trend. standard of beauty. Because yes. before, it would always be kind of like the whiteness that you are. Yeah. Because black girls would try to look white, white mm-hmm. girls would try to look black. So we could all have like this mixed race looking thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though now, even just being mixed race isn't enough. Mm-mm. People now want to be able to ask you oh what are you mm-hmm. mm. so they want to people are now getting to a point especially social media mm-hmm. that they just don't want they want to be like oh i'm a bit of pottery i'm a bit of this i'm mm-hmm. a bit of that mm-hmm. i'm a seventh of this mm-hmm. no i'm just 100 percent african mm-hmm. i'm black mixed with african mm-hmm. that's what we just are mm-hmm. um and i don't know when this culture started going like there was even a girl from sweden mm-hmm. and she managed to just like fake tan and um, change her pictures so she looked mixed race and racially ambiguous and somebody literally posted a picture of what she looked like normally like in her feed six years yeah. or something and this girl was getting brand sponsorships mm-hmm. from like actual brands and they didn't know which yeah. shows like vanity is a powerful thing mm-hmm. and social media is just kind of fueling people's obsession to want to be accepted Mm -hmm. and it's very weird that in her community of like swedish people Mm -hmm. she did not fit the stereotypical like tall blonde hair blue eyed look so she now chooses to look like a different ethnicity Mm -hmm. and look like a certain type of girl Mm -hmm. which people are praising Mm -hmm. and uplifting Mm -hmm. and she's like just because i because now i can't fit in my group standard beauty i will now pretend to be someone else's and get the appreciation that sort of way yeah. So I found that very interesting yeah. when I read that article. Yeah. Um, personally, um, have you felt like you fit... No, actually, going back to Nathalie after end identity. Yeah. Um, as an African woman, um, did you feel like you had to be fixed in order to get the world or find a, ma- a man who can give the world to you? Because that's yes. one of the things that um, the main character says in yeah. the film. Um, when it came to self identity, mm-hmm. I think one we I was raised in the north, so self identity has always been a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever searching for myself, mm-hmm. but I always knew in a room I'm always going to be that different one. Where like when they're doing the register, mm-hmm. my name will be the one they kind of <laughs> pause on for a minute, and they do the thing while they pause, they look around the room and like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. let me not even yeah. try saying that because yeah. I'm gonna f that one right mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. It's weird when it forces you to be confident because you can either sink or swim in that situation. Most people, when it comes to education Mm -hmm. or school and stuff, they can coast through by not being noticed. Mm -hmm. But when you're visibly that noticeable, (laughs) like, there's no form of hiding. So in that sense, I didn't feel as though I was searching for myself Mm -hmm. because, one, I could create my own identity Mm -hmm. because I was the only one. Like, they were... There was only... Me and another girl, we were the only black girls at that school. And then it came some younger people, like, in the following years along. Yeah. But for a long time, there was only ever about 10 of us maximum. So we were our own definitions of black people. But mm-hmm. equally, people then brought their own stereotypes in of what they thought black people were. Mm-hmm. So 
How yes. did you manage that? Sorry to interject. Uh, how did I manage that? Did people come to you and be like, yo, 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 what's yeah, up, so Chiki? Yeah, oh, you always get the thing that, like, you're at a party, like, oh, Chiki, twerk. Ugh. And you're just like, I am not your dancing monkey. Like, Amen. no, do not ask me to do things that you've seen in, like, a 50-cent Jay-Z um, music, video. music video because you think that's your definition of what a black woman is. What about the sassy oh, thing? Sass- oh, um, I remember, at my, like, I was very into debate club. Mm-hmm. I was very, like, academic child, and I was thinking, one, this will look really good on, like, a cover letter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think from that I learnt how to make my point but not get too aggressive that somebody could even accuse me of being sassy. Like, I could... Um, I got to a point that I knew how to shut somebody down with words. Yeah. I did not know... I didn't have to do, like, physical violence. I was never one of those kids. Yeah. But I could definitely hurt you with my words. Okay. And I could do it kindly as well. Yeah. That I'll be smiling on my face. Mm-hmm. If a teacher's watching, they think we're having a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. But I've probably made you just cry on the inside. <laughs> which is not a good quality. It's not a but good... But I got um, to the point that, like, people had given me so much, like, rubbish yeah. throughout, like, life that, like you either sink or swim and I wasn't fighting because I'm not ready for prison Yeah, and I'm not like one of those people but I knew how to defend myself with words um, another question um, do you feel like people whenever you express yourself out of emotion or if you've ever gotten that chance do you feel like people place this narrative of being the angry black woman on you mm. or do you, have you ever gotten the question why are black women angry I've never gotten that question. I got I, that question. I, I'm a I, ve- I almost got angry. I, I got that question from an Asian I, guy. I, I, I just turned around and I was like, I, I actually help me, like, Jesus. No, like, I think my mum and dad, like, literally from the time we came to the UK, they've taught me that you will be the different, you'll be the different person in the room and yeah. you have two options. One, you'll most likely be the first black person this person's ever interacted with, mm-hmm. which is an opportunity and a curse. Mm-hmm. that you can leave a really good impression or you can leave a really bad impression. Yeah. So when it comes to the language that I use, especially in work scenarios mm-hmm. and people, um, like in a professional setting, yeah. I am very, very calculated in what I say. Mm-hmm. Like people, like, you're super controlled in the way that you say things mm-hmm. and you have lots of walls. Like, yeah, like, I'm in it for the long game. If you're going, like, mm-hmm. if you're planning to be, like, a boss in this, like, company, like, mm-hmm. don't say stupid shit on the first day. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not out here to be saying rubbish and saying nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're about your check, mm-hmm. make moves that you know are going to benefit you in yeah. the future. So I'd say no, but that's just because I'm so controlled in, like, the words that I use. Okay. Um, my other question. Um... Seems like an interview of me today. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, l- let me actually answer some of this question. What was the first one? Um, so the first one was, oh, has anybody ever called you like an angry black girl? Yes. Or any of those stereotypes? Um, I have had encounters with friends and colleagues where it's like, oh my God, Sans is so sassy. No, I'm not sassy. I'm just saying it. I'm saying mm. it with my chest, basically. I'm not being sassy. Um, I feel like I can like I feel like black women we've been given this narrative where or a personality trait mm. where we can only be sassy. You can't be an awkward black girl unless you're Issa Rae mm-hmm. or you can't be this academic black girl or you can't be this like financially driven or finance di- driven black girl yeah. or you can't be this nerd. Um just because you are a black woman you have to be sassy. Yeah, yeah you have to do the whole mm-hmm, but it's and absolutely it's not, acceptable yeah. like when people of other 
um, ethnicities, which is like, let's say Hispanic, it's yeah. more sexy and it's oh, God, very yeah. like, illustrious, isn't it? Oh, when yes. you literally use the same exact words, yeah. how it can be very just seductive and oh my God, yeah. I want like a girl to say like papi and stuff. Yeah. And in that same regards, I feel as though girls from Latin America are overly sexualized oh, God, in yeah. that regard. So it's not their fault, but I feel as though these now a stereotype put on them yeah. to act in a certain type of way. Yeah. And um, I truly, truly believe, and also I've surrounded myself with, um, if somebody considered me a sassy, I I try and take a step back mm, from that r- relationship. And I'm like, first of all, you've just let your perception of me um, control how you view me. And mm. you haven't even taken the chance to actually get to know me a little bit better. Yeah. Because once you get to know me, you'll know that, yes, I have savage moments, but More guess what? I'm very, very enthusiastic about Jesus. I'm mm. very enthusiastic about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like, I, I, I legit, like, I spend way too much time watching those um, comic book, um, like, um, videos on YouTube that I necessarily sh- should have. Like, people think, like, I'm, like, really, really busy and being all, like, proper and stuff. No, I'm just YouTubing. Busy. Like, I'm just watching a breakdown of the latest Marvel film that's been out in the cinemas or something like that, or the trailer or whatever. But that's just who I am. But if you don't take that chance or you don't take that time to actually get to know me you don't get to know those things and mm. when i start to have conversation with guys when i'm like um or talking about the gym and things i'm like oh okay she goes gym she, she goes yeah she lives here yeah gang squad awful dance she just did just now <laughs> this girl actually has no rhythm wow i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i Ask for the blessing of rhythm. Father, in the name of Jesus, please bless me with some dance moves. Wow, yeah, right. <laughs> just That's what you say, you have to pray about it, Yes. Yeah, you have to pray about it. Yes. You and my significant other need to take lessons together. You know, I, I even volunteered to teach him. Imagine. <laughs> it's just the blind leading the blind. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? I can two-step. Huh? I, I can do the two step. You and, be like, s- you and eh, Celine's son can two eh, step together. Yes, we can. You both hype each other up as yes. well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, hey, get it, get it, get it, get it. I'm just like, stop now. The whole point of hyping somebody up is somebody's meant to do it for you. No. You're actually you're hyping each other up. That's what's yes. going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, no, even like, I've seen him in church, or like when he's doing his dad dancing, and I'm like, get it. Get it, get it, get it. And I do my mom shuffle as well. Oh, <laughs> so cute, man. Look like pensioners. Yeah, I should do. At the tender age of 20. <laughs> yeah, you're 23, aren't you? Wow. What old? Yeah, a whole 23. Yeah, you're both going 24 this year. I know. Like, you're 24. Yeah, wow. Good wow. Gosh, wow. oh, we've digressed. We were talking about um, the reflection of our mothers. <coughs> so I didn't think my mum was ever like her. Mm-hmm. I think her mum's perception comes from a place of fear, mm-hmm. definitely much in African, just black culture. Mm-hmm. Why are you 30 and single? <laughs> For what? For what? Do you know that your eggs are here just harvesting nothing? You know what? That's actually what happening. So I think the mother's thing, the mother's push or drive for her to be married to have straight hair to have the perfect life is just because she wants her daughter to have security and she mm-hmm. sees that within the marriage mm-hmm. and within the man mm-hmm. that's what she sees that's fair enough um what else what's the other question so the next part is did she have to be fixed 
Not really. Personally, I don't believe in that. Um, I think we, we've spoke about this. Hold on. Um, like, when she shaves her hair, going, like, I'm skipping forward, mm-hmm. um, when she shaves her hair, it seems like it's a re- removal of something that she placed her identity in. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had to do something similar to that before? And how was the experience? Um, I had to cut people off. Ooh. I feel like... New year, everything. new me. Little people new behind you. <laughs> no, like, everything good isn't for you. Yeah. I definitely accept that mindset. Like, you're here just praying, like, God, send me... Just send me a man of God. Someone mm-hmm. who's German. Someone who's powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one might come, but he's not for you. Mm-hmm. He's not. Mm-mm. And he's just, like, contemplating life. Like, how did I get here? You know how you got here. You prayed about it and you thought this demonic being <laughs> that just entered your life was the one for you. No. Um, so, I think she was just cutting off insecurities that she'd held on to for so long yeah and her cutting off her hair kind of now removed herself from those situations that she once used as a crutch yeah um what else um she said something about how hard she worked to be everything that he wanted when he doesn't propose um as a woman do you feel like it's something that we do yeah for sure um or we've been raised to be we've we've been raised to be nurturers like we we've been raised to raise men especially now in the um in the black culture there's a very strong like i'm saying this whilst dating a caucasian man Um, (laughs) i love you because you (laughs) no i want to spill too much tea Uh uh-huh is I he, uh, Caucasian is a nice description. No, no. Ma- I think not many Caucasian people in this world. No, I mean like pre him, before him. Your stance on that, yeah. I do That's, not know what you're no. talking about. I, I <laughs> distance myself from that comment. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. But I'm gonna continue. You were not point. out here I'm checking for it. Why begin? No, no, continue with my point. <laughs> God is good, guys. God is I'm good. I'm going to continue with my point. So, as I was saying before, in the black... Why BK? <laughs> you're oh, you're a black king. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but I think everybody has a very ho-tap phase, don't we? Uh, like, after watching Wakanda Forever, it was like, oh, let me get me strong black No, 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 no. No, seriously. No, like, I watched Wakanda Forever and I came home. Because I was on the Caucasian vibe, and then I watched what like yeah, Black Panther. Equally, and I was like, hmm. I think I've been raised such a variety of people that mm-hmm. race was never like a thing for me. But after um, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, everyone's like, let me get me my black king, let me get me my black queen. We're gonna build together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make businesses together. We're gonna raise our like princes and prin- princesses how is and that, prince together. How is that working for you, my friend? Uh-huh. I'm very happy with my Caucasian man. Yeah, no, I like him. Yeah, no, generally, like, like, okay. I think in. <laughs> I feel oh, like. No, you go. Each and every episode that we record, it, it, it seems, seems like I don't like him. <laughs> no. I do. I actually like do like each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're actually our friends. Uh, what is it? In the black culture, there's very much a um, an expectation that you're meant to hold black men down mm-hmm. or kind of always ride for them, always have their back 
But some of them just move mad. Amen. Because I was, I was about them. to ask that. And I feel as though it happens like in Caucasian. It happens if you're Asian. Mm. They're just people who are moving mad. Mm. And there's this expectation of the female to always stand by him. Of to always be like, oh no, but he'll get better. Always give him multiple, multiple chances. Because I guess like statistic based, like black men do have quite a lot like disadvantage yeah. and lots of things like going against them uh-huh. and then it's then put upon like the black female to always like hold them down yeah. ride for them like yeah. if they go to prison stand by them I'm not standing by you yeah. do not even bring that nonsense into my household I think it was Malcolm X who said um, the most disrespected woman in America disrespected person in America is the black woman and it's because um, in American culture historically black people were um, were in a place of um, deprivation. So the white man or the white woman who deprived the black man, and then when the black man gets home, the stresses and loads those stresses and it filters it down to the black woman, and then she's in a place where- um, She has no one to vent to. To to vent to and to uphold her. And I think- It was on her to just always pick him back up. Yeah, you have to be the strong black woman. You have to be be his queen that when he gets home, he can be replenished Mm -hmm. and be able to go again and face this hard world that was created for him. But then now I'm asking, is he replenishing you? That's what I'm saying. You need to have a relationship that, like, you're giving and taking. Yeah. And I feel as though that isn't even, like, a race thing. That's Mm -hmm. just, like, a human thing. Yeah, a human thing because... um, I can't be in a relationship where it's like either he's pouring into me all the time mm. or I'm pouring into him all the time because, honey, like, I hate the term 50-50, but, like, you have to build each other up so that you can be the best version of yourselves. Yeah. And that even happens in friendships. It doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, in friendships, your friends build you build you up. I build you up sometimes. You yeah. build me up. Like, you've seen me almost cry, and I've seen you cry. <laughs> no, I've seen you cry. Well, I heard you cry down the phone. You were driving home from a conversation. I'm not going to air out your dirty laundry, but you cried. You cried. Here I was thinking that I was the ice queen. No, you weren't. I'm the ice queen. If there's an ice queen out of us, it's definitely... No, you're savage. But like... Yeah, that's a fair point. um, Sometimes I can just stand still and be motionless and be like, are you done? That's mean. You're very mean. It's not mean. It's just like get it, like finish your. Get, f- it, get it, girl. I'm like finish your feelings, and then we can go move on. True. Uh, what was the point? Oh, <laughs> so have we ever um, supported a dude? Was that the question? Um, we've we've supported dudes, but then vice versa, they support us. So yeah. Oh no, have you ever felt as though you had to be the like one or be the everything for the dude? Um, that was a question. No. Yes, in a sense of the, but it was only a few months. I think it was more of an immaturity on my part. Yeah. I don't think it was anything that he did, mm-hmm. but I felt as though I had to very much lift him up for the both of us mm-hmm. and fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it will balance out. At some point, he'll ride for me mm-hmm. and all that. And I don't think it was a bad thing. I clicked myself out of it quite quick. It didn't go on for too long. But I think it was again just acknowledging that side of yourself and understanding that like mm-hmm. you can't be the everything for everybody. Well, you can't be the everything for that person, mm-hmm. and just kind of learning to be a bit better. Yeah. Um. To me, I've never done that, and it's because I understand that I'm not everything to my significant other. God has to be everything for that person because yeah. I will fail them. Um, I have failed my friends before. Mm-hmm. I failed my family. Therefore, 
it's an, it's not and it's inevitable in a relationship that i will fail my significant other mm. but like god has to be everything for them and it all whatever they have is their everything has to be their everything um because to be it's like god is my everything so i understand that he will fail me not god but like my significant somebody's son um and for me to have that period of grace and love coming back into the relationship i've i have to be in a place of understanding that he is a fallen human being mm. like the only perfect human being or not human being the only perfect being is god yeah and um that's why i hold him in such regard and i think that relationship is truly truly the foundation and everything for me and that's where i place my value and identity in yeah. so i don't place my value in my academics anymore i don't place my value in my friendships i don't place my value in my family i don't place my value in my job in my relationship my value is in christ yeah because without god i would not have all these blessings that i have which is my family my job and my friendships um god has been able to bless me with them and also sustain them mm-hmm. in times when i haven't been able to physically or spiritually sustain them myself yeah. um god told me that i'm wonderfully and fearfully made and god the creator the whole being of this earth if he decides actually sunzani i made you in my image god's image is at utter perfection and i should always strive to be like his son jesus yeah. um not i do it well sometimes sometimes i don't do it well but you know what I am made in the image of a perfect being therefore I have value I have significance because the god that made me is the god who made the earth who made each and every human being in here and I am blessed to have that um to have that actualization and actually have that identity and have that um security within him because if I didn't have that trust me I wouldn't be the young woman that I am mm-hmm. now like and um I wouldn't have um vision or direction because people will fail you everyone will fail you that includes your parents and when they innovate like if when they do it um you have to have somebody that somebody or something that is a constant um resource and is a constant place of security yeah. and that to me is god i have failed my parents i have failed my siblings my siblings have failed me my friendships have failed me but guess what god has never failed me and mm-hmm. that's okay and that allows me to be more gracious towards people because when you realize you're on um in like your own failures your own um the places where you can't um in adequacies i think that's how you say where Wait, like when you realize that how in that in how inadequate you are yes you said it correctly um that allows you to be in a place where you actually um are more forgiving towards each other mm. other people and also realize actually people are probably going through the same crap that you're going through as yeah. well so yeah it's a good point mm-hmm. and that's a good closer so we'll yeah. have i guess we'll just summarize because we're getting to long time mm-hmm. five six minutes now mm-hmm. um and I guess my conclusion that I've taken from this movie mm-hmm. is one, like, in some context, your parents don't know best. Yeah. And you have to... Obviously, you respect your mum's and dad's opinions, but on this one, yeah. like, her mum was enforcing the sort of your values placed in your hair, mm-hmm. your values placed in your career, your values placed in your man, mm-hmm. instead of kind of uplifting her. And you kind of saw her dad at the end was the one who's like, no, you are beautiful, you mm-hmm. are valued. Like, mm-hmm. you looking like this is absolutely just perfection like you can't do any better than that and that was just a beautiful point yeah and also i think the guy the naturalist guy he Mm -hmm. says something about how 
men want women a woman who is real i'm not saying like okay i hate the fact that that came from him but like hey whatever um but being able to see being your true self and being realistic and being real that is that has more significance and it's something that you can actually um sustain within a proper mm-hmm. relationship because her fiance says um i feel like i've been on a first date for two years which was rude also <sighs> you meet a dude like that he's trash yeah straight to the bin yeah but then at the same time they were on the first date for two years uh she yeah. was too perfect she never broke down in front of him she would uh, wake up like an hour earlier to get her makeup I know, done don't do that man no first date wig off yeah has your mcm seen you with your wig off he took my braids out last day. Oh, okay never mind he is he's, <laughs> he saw the actually no my hair was actually just a little dry it wasn't too dry but mm-hmm. yeah he's taken my braids out twice now mm-hmm. so he's a real one mm-hmm. does someone send yeah. Real one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah let's just finish off with oh. where can they find us sons? oh they can find us on Instagram and our page handle is at WHNI underscore which means we have no idea underscore yes and um, our personal accounts the life of Chiku how do we spell Chiku C-H yes I-K-U yes like Cheeky but ooh. ooh ooh um you can find me on my personal instagram at i am sans so i a m are you really <laughs> i am to them yes um s e n z awesome yeah do you want to pray i'll pray yes you pray okay awesome yes god we come to you now god we thank you that we can have our identity in you and know that we yes, are valued god. and we are loved and that we just look to you in all situations god and i pray that everybody who's listening everybody who's not listening um just knows that they are loved they yes. are valued that their opinion is going to be upheld yes, in your kingdom lord god jesus christ that whatever ideas they have are valued and you see them and you know them and you love them god, yes, god. i just thank you that every single person in this world is loved Yes, Lord. is known they might not be known by everybody but they're at least known by one person yes god pray that they're surrounded surrounded by people just loving into them and just uplifting them because mm-hmm. this world is hard out here yes Lord. it's hard out here for mm-hmm. people <laughs> yeah for men for women mm-hmm. for children yeah for just everybody it's hard god so i pray that you surround them with people who love them in jesus name amen amen we'll see you guys next week yes Bye guys. Yes, grace and peace people.